0: Hello and welcome to the MSU Reporters Podcast. I'm Max. I'm Melissa. We're joined here with a very special guest.
1: Hannah Perez. So Hannah, for those of you who know her, is a force to be reckoned with. She is soon to be a graduating student here at MSU. She works as an account manager at Social Butterfly, participates in MSU's Enactus Club, and in between runs her cat socials and enjoys working out. So, thanks for joining us today, Hannah.
2: Yeah, it was a pleasure to be here.
0: So, did I hear that right? Cat social? Cat, do you have a, a cat social media? I,
2: I, I do have a cat social media. I have actually three cats. One of them happens to be my roommate, but uh, <laughs> the, the name is kind of a tag team. They're Benny and Clyde, kind of like the infamous duo. Like Bonnie. Bonnie okay, and Clyde. yeah, I like it. Yeah, so they are two brothers, um, and they have their own social media accounts, and they are almost at 1,000 followers, so go follow them right now. Benny X Clyde. That's (laughs) B-E-N-N-Y-X-C-L-Y-D-E. Go give them a follow and uh, go see kind of their daily adventures.
0: Now, before we get into any more uh, interviewing, I noticed that you have 1,799 followers. And wow, someone making... must
2: have unfollowed me really? yesterday because <laughs> I really celebrated the fact that I just broke 1800.
0: Well, 100. the a- MSU reporter is about to be her 1800th.
2: Wow, again. I am honored. <laughs> I think that's only fitting.
0: Right, there we go. So that was a big moment. We got it. We got well, it right, right nice. here. You heard it right here. I appreciate here first. it. Uh, if you want to be her 1800th and 1th <laughs> <am I> <laughs> uh, follower, you can follow her at Hannah or Han X Perez. That's fair, cool. yeah. That's, that's her. yeah. Anyway, let's get right into it. So you work at Social Butterfly. I do. Correct. What, what's, your, what's your kind of role there? You're account manager, right? Yeah, so
2: account manager, but we often wear kind of a lot of hats. We're a startup business. Um, for those that aren't familiar with the Social Butterfly, we actually started as a classroom project in John Kalisky's management um, class. And so as an account manager, I kind of do an overall strategy every month with each of our clients on kind of what they're thinking for their marketing. Um And also for those that don't know, Social uh, Butterfly is a social media agency. So uh, we run advertising, content creation, we do analytics, um, web development, SEO, kind of the whole shebang. Um, But I'm more so responsible for the overall strategy for our clients and then the content creation for um, each of their accounts.
0: So what would you say is like key to, you know, boosting the following? Because I think that's something a lot of people are interested in is learning how to like yeah. if, if you know, just my personal Instagram, I want to have more than two hundred yeah. followers. Like what, what, what would be your first? Steps. What would be your first goal? Starting
2: steps. Um, I guess first, kind of who and what makes you different from everyone else? Because if it's if you're just trying to grow your personal to like just a friend or whatever, I feel like there always has to be an end goal as to like who your kind of target market is. Mm. So know who your target market is. Uh, two. Have an aesthetic so you can make that simple by just using the filters that instagram provides you on there and choosing the same one each time um, and then kind of going on like dark light dark light every other post so that way your feed looks aesthetically uh, pleasing okay um, so those things are great for when people are already on your page but to get people on your page one i think is to have multiple people share your account um, so if you have friends or if you're in the same niche as someone to have them reshare your own content also, putting it on your story, and then the use of hashtags recently on a couple of my posts have blown up because of the fact that I used hashtags on my last two posts. I've gotten over a thousand on one and over two thousand likes on another photo just because I used hashtags. So hmm. I thought that was really interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So it's it's changing every day. Social media and marketing in general.
0: Speaking of likes, uh, what do you think of the whole? Uh, Instagram, Instagram removing the likes, yet. yeah, what do you think of that?
2: I don't know, to me, I don't think it's it'll affect like me at mm-hmm. all, I just don't really care that too much about that stuff, um, I think it'll be really interesting to see kind of how it plays out in the business a- essen- essence, mm. um, just because you see a lot of these influencers, yep. and they literally work for those likes, because if they don't get those likes, then they can't show the... Um, different clients that they have that, hey, like, I actually get a ton of following, a ton of likes on my photos, a lot of engagement. You should let me have a brand advertisement or whatever that may be. It
0: shows the quantifiable proof that they are popular.
2: Yeah. So I think that'll be really interesting to see how that affects just, like, the business aspect of it. But Mm -hmm. I also think it'll be interesting to see how many more people buy, like, fake followers because no one actually knows, like, what your likes are. So, like, you can just, like, buy fake followers. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So I think that'll be kind of interesting to see how that plays out but i honestly have no idea i know that they already rolled it out like in different countries and stuff and it's
1: slowly making its way I
0: think. right well we don't they, we don't have likes anymore what yeah what? if you look oh well, actually hold on no
1: we still have likes i think it's going to be interesting what? i just I've,
0: I've been on mine and i haven't seen
2: maybe they're just te- You're testing just it out on certain <laughs> they are yeah instagram often actually does that like we compared all of our social medias or all of our instagrams and each Huh. One of our Instagrams has a little different feature on it. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Mine,
0: like now, like this one from Barstool. It's it's liked by one person I know. Oh, that's interesting. Like thousands by, of others. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's. Really I haven't bitter. seen that yet. Interesting. Now that now that you say that, I'm, on my other account, the the MSU reporters account, and that one has. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting
1: like notifications yeah. on that one. Well,
0: we you still see your own likes whenever yes. you have, oh. so like, you can see how many you have, but you can't see what other people have that
1: I might be say. a yeah. good point though because you can still send people who are looking to hire you like in regards to influencers yeah. you can still say like oh i actually did get this much like but that kind of comes into an ethical standpoint of like why. are they photoshopping it because that yeah. would be so easy to do Just but change at, the font. yeah but at this, slap it on there yeah
0: i could see it also being that the same thing or you know having the likes like being like being a consumer seeing that that person has a million likes or mm-hmm. whatever And being like, oh, then it's cool. Then I'll actually buy thing that they're promoting. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think it'll be a lot harder for influencers and just brands in itself to sell their product Mm -hmm. online.
1: I remember I was listening to a podcast about why Facebook was talking about it. Because, like, obviously Facebook owns Instagram. So, like, why they're going this route is because Facebook wants people to get into niches and actually focus on what's important to them rather than likes. Because they've had so much backlash Mm -hmm. from anti-social media people who are saying, like, oh, you're just focused on the likes, people are getting bullied for not having enough likes, etc. Yeah, so the they mental just want, portion yeah. of yeah. it. So they just want people to focus on more of engaging and actually talking with each other and communicating in the way that we all uh, say that social media should be used. Right. That makes so, sense. Yeah,
0: like the community, making it yeah. more of a community rather than the, yeah.
1: more communication. the mob, yeah. I guess.
0: I could see that. I could see it. I also like seeing, you know... I kind of like seeing the likes. I don't know about you. Like, I, I think it's a... I don't know. That's my thing. I would it's agree. Interesting. It is
2: interesting. Yeah.
0: It's fun to watch them come in and everything. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, back to you.
1: <laughs> so uh, working for Social Butterfly, social media is obviously part of your daily routine. You help with accounts, uh, manage like what posts need to get posted when, etc. So how do you balance that with your personal life? Because social media is a 24-7 game. So do you ever find yourself just getting stuck on your phone for work or even like your own personal accounts?
2: Oh, I'm sure you guys can relate in the fact that going on your phone, it's almost entering a an abyss of just endless possibilities of different news articles or different new things just popping up. So definitely like Going on my phone, something that really has helped me is the fact that Apple implemented the downtime feature in mm-hmm. um, settings. So I often turn on my downtime uh, when I'm during working hours. So I do all my work through my computer. So that eliminates a lot, I feel like, of the uh, during work um, tangents I could go off of. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess outside of that, I also run the Enactus social media right now on Instagram. And then I also have a couple other social media accounts that I... Um, I'm also a part of, that I run. Um, So outside of that, I feel like it's just important to know what you need to get done, get it done, but then kind of be off of it for a little bit. I don't know Does that make sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Having, like, a break. Yeah, definitely
2: always having a break. Like, I am not glued to my phone 24-7 because that would just be unhealthy. Right. Um, But I get my work done. I know when it's done, and then I move on from it. And if I'm, like, on the weekends is normally when I'll, like, go through people's feed and, like, actually, like... Do the normal Instagram thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, I've been I've been thinking about that a lot lately because you know th- there's this new breed of jobs of social media marketing and everything that is you know it kind of has to go to the young people like us because we're the ones who know it you know yeah. we're the ones who know what social media is and what it can kind of do right um, I'm wondering like what kind of long term effects it has on these people that are making their job the internet or making their yeah whole it's seriously thing about, crazy yeah like I you know do you find yourself with a more do you find yourself like more uh, engaged or more um, dependent on the social media because you have a job on it or is it just has, does it give you like a level of kind of clarity like that you don't need it I don't know,
1: you know I almost kinda... think
2: for me anyway like I know the power of social media and the fact that you can literally do anything that you want through social media you mm-hmm. can like you see people living their life and making thousands of dollars because they're youtubers or because they're influencers. And it's just the way you position yourself on social media. So, for me, I think social media is one of the biggest, like, I don't know if I want to call it a blessing to us in this age. But, like, even 15 years ago, jobs could not be created or, in, in a sense, they were not looked at to be, you can do it through Instagram or Facebook or um, YouTube. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, I feel like our generation has really hopped on that and said, no, actually you can, and kind of changing those norms. So I think social media has been a blessing. And, like, I look at it as, like, I can do anything through this tool. Right. Cool.
1: So branching off of social media, I know you said you ran Anactus's social media. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you are graduating next week, actually. I am graduating next week. So uh, can you tell us about the activities that you were involved in while on the MSU campus?
2: Wow, yeah, there is a lot. I guess to begin with, so I'm graduating for those that don't know uh, with a marketing degree, so I am in the business program here. Um, But originally came here, I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I only knew maybe less than I can count on my first hand of people coming to this school. Um, Wanted to kind of like start a new chapter for my life. Um, And I started out as elementary education and then A year and a half into that, I switched my major only four times until I figured out I wanted to do business. Um, And then I got involved right away on campus um, as a freshman. I got involved in Leadership U. Um, I feel like putting myself in uncomfortable situations really helped me grow, and going to clubs by myself and kind of meeting new people definitely was one of those aspects on how I could grow and learn how I wanted to be in business. Um, so then switched to business and then I was involved in the, um, integrated business experience, the IBE, uh, for those that don't know that it's a, um, group here on campus, or I guess it's a program on campus, um, split into three different companies. How do you explain the IBE in a a simple way? It's three different classes.
0: So the, the IBE, if you don't know, it's a integrated business experience. That's where you take basically a group of students get together. You get assigned a group of students and you create a company. You present to the bank for a loan, you get the loan, and then you run the company.
2: Yep. All while taking three classes, fundamental core business classes that kind of teach you how to run a business. Mm -hmm. So um, I was CEO of Minnesota Comfort was the name of our company. We sold coasters and tumblers, and I think we ended up donating over $4,000 to the charity of our choice, which was Partners for Affordable Housing. So that was also a really huge uh, portion of my growth, I would say, especially within the business community. I really got to know... Uh, just some key players that kind of helped me figure out what route I wanted to go on and the fact that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and own my own business. Um, So then after the Big Ideas, or sorry, after the Integrated Business Experience, I actually um, applied for the Big Ideas and was a finalist um, last semester. And we didn't win any money, but that was such an incredible experience to actually put together a whole entire business plan for an idea that could just be maybe a business that I could pursue in the future. Um,
0: what was your business idea?
2: Oh, so what's funny that you asked that, Max?
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> so excited. me and my business partner, her name is Kaylin. She's also one of my best friends and roommate. Um, me and her wanted to, the whole idea was healthy fast food. Okay. It's a great concept. We don't mm-hmm. have that, and we we definitely need that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, we wanted to kind of dumb that down a little bit and figure out, okay, if we want to start a healthy fast food restaurant or a healthy fast food chain, what would be one of the first things we need? Well, we would need food on the menu, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we figured out, okay, fast food, a burger, that would make sense to be one of the first things on the menu. And we wanted it to please everyone, so vegetarian, gluten-free, kind of like cover all of our bases and be like, anyone can have this burger. Mm -hmm. It'd be a good first item on the menu. And it was just the most terrible idea for a business plan. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Just because the way we wanted to form the burger is like, I'm sure you've all heard of the Impossible Burger or the Mm -hmm. uh, Beyond Burger, and those are all like scientifically made. Uh, we were making these in our kitchen,
0: Oh okay. um, so it wasn't With like well.
2: 18 <laughs> ingredients, and like we had to change the recipe like so many times. And like, when you think about business, and you're thinking, I just told you 18 ingredients. That's already like a no-no because that's too many ingredients. Mm-hmm. Some are perishable. There's mm-hmm. so all of our business plan kind of got torn apart. So that idea went out the window. Okay. And a week before pre- presenting to everyone, our idea. Oh. <laughs>
0: And we came up with a
2: whole new plan. I was like, I was going to quit actually the big ideas because I didn't think I could switch my idea Mm -hmm. a week before. So we kind of went back to our why as to why did we want to start a healthy fast food is because we wanted to get people healthier Mm -hmm. and because we think that there is a need for that in this, uh, this area and just in general in the United States. So then we are like, okay, scratch that. We'll just come up with a almost a consulting business for nutrition. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily, not necessarily call us health coaches, but kind of health coaches. Um, and we presented that idea, and I think we presented really well, um, but we did not win any money, unfortunately, but that is okay. It's about the experience right. and learning kind of what you can and can't do in business. And some ideas are great ideas, but maybe someone else should do that. Like the beyond burger has an easy opening right. into how that they can,
0: cause they're in, in they're ambitions. already in that market right. and they're
2: already doing millions of dollars. So. Right. What's yeah.
0: What did you What would you say is the biggest <laughs> thing you learned from that whole experience? Then? The, the, the failure experience. I'd yeah. Think. Uh, it's
2: for sure. Like always remember why you started something. Um, that was the biggest thing. Like I could have just gave up and like I was planning on just doing some pity speech about sometimes you fail as an entrepreneur, but you just have to get back up. But like mm-hmm. that is, that is hundred percent true. But I think going back to the why and coming up with a new idea that got so much more out of that because I realized, okay, this is actually what I'm really passionate about. And I right. think once you figure out why you're passionate, that the failure is really just like a a new way that you can grow and a new opportunity to learn. Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that's a really good takeaway to get from that. So uh, with all of these activities and things that you've done on campus, are you sad to be leaving it? You have only a week left. Is it starting Mm -hmm. to get kind of, you know,
2: I kind of wish I was going to be here for another semester. I technically should be graduating in May, but Mm -hmm. I graduated semester early. Um, I'm not gonna miss the classes necessarily, the I education mean, yeah. aspect. I think we can all agree that homework and exams will be over exactly. Um, but I think the community and everything that I've learned, even within the last year, especially within the College of Business, for those that you're in the College of Business and are active, know exactly what I mean. Everyone here is very supportive of the students and is always asking questions and is always trying to find ways that they can help. And I think that's super, super cool. And I actually plan to stay connected within the university um, just in general, especially next semester, because I'll still be a part of an actus club. So I definitely will be missing this campus a lot. I would not be the human I am today if it was not for the fact that I chose MSU and it couldn't have been a better fit for me.
0: So you're staying in uh, Mankato?
2: Mankato. Yep. Um, Yep. So I'll stay in Mankato for another year and a half. Um, And then... I'm not sure what the plan is in a year and a half either. I'll go up to the cities and live there for a couple of years, mm-hmm. um, just to get an idea for a big city by myself. And then, hopefully, just traveling the United States. I'd like to travel around and live in a few places for a couple of years. And
1: what does your dream future look like to you then? Like, what do you want to see yourself doing, preferably in the next, like, I don't know, six, five years?
2: Five years. It's a good goal. Uh, so when I was 18, I think I. I told myself, I want to be a millionaire by the age of 25.
1: Ooh. Big goal. Big goal. Right. Big goal. <laughs> big goal. For someone who can't put together an 18-ingredient burger. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, <Alyssa>. listen. <laughs>
2: big goal. Um, so I guess in five years, it's it's really hard to tell because I'm telling you what, um, even within the last month, I am doing things that I would never even imagine that I would Ever do like mm-hmm. I am? I'm going to be the commencement speaker next year, or next year, uh, next week for graduation. Mm-hmm. If you'd have told me that two months ago, I'd be like, "Yeah, that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> that hilarious. Right? That's yeah. not
2: happening." Um, so in five years, it's really hard to say, but I'm hoping that at that point, I have a business of my own that I'm working for and trying to make money. And I also hope that I have at least six streams of income. So I'm finding new ways. Either that's investing, mm-hmm. either that's um, making my own businesses, or I have a couple side jobs, I do do whatever, um, just because having money is really important to me in terms of my lifestyle that I want to live when it comes to, I love traveling, I also love um, taking care of people, so, like, my family, if they ever needed anything, I'd love to be that support for them, um, I also want to open up, like, a cat sanctuary at some point in my oh life. Oh, my gosh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I have so many big dreams, but I think it's important to dream big, because, you can seriously, yeah, you seriously can do whatever you want.
1: So you have a lot of goals. And even though they don't always look the same as they used to, how do you find motivation for all of these goals and things that you want to achieve? Because they can be a lot.
2: Yeah. Um, So I guess with big goals, uh, I guess the first thing is like, every big goal is really just a to do list. um, And you just haven't written down how to get to that big goal. But once you start writing down like, 10 steps like write down 10 things you need to do before getting there it's like oh actually that one I could do right now and you can start crossing off things slowly at a time so if you can make that long to-do list for that big goal eventually you will get there um so that's that's one thing
0: yeah it's like that that I don't remember uh, it was like some kid was like like I want to be an astronaut and then somebody was like and then the person was like oh well you have to go uh, to school for a really long time, and you have to train to be an astronaut, and then you have to be really, really smart. Yeah. Goes, well, that's only three things. Oh, I love <laughs> that. And I love that. You know, that's a great like, it's mentality. Like, it's, like, it's like, oh, okay. When yeah. you
2: start writing down those things, like, oh, maybe I actually don't want to do that, and you figure out just more about yourself, and then you can make a new big goal. Right. But I guess if you would have asked me how to stay motivated a couple of years ago, I would have said that I'm motivated by different podcasts I listen to, different motivational speakers, different quotes. Um, things like that—just external things that motivate me. But I like think
0: the MSU reporters podcast, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> it just gets you out of bed every morning. It does <laughs>
2: every Sunday. I'm ready. Yep, there it
0: is. <laughs> um,
2: but I think external ways that you get motivated are very short term, and it's like almost just like an instant gratification mm-hmm. type of thing. So I think at the end of the day, that I've what I've learned within like the last year, or even like within the last. Six months is that self-motivation. If you don't have self-motivation, you can't count on anything else to motivate you. Right. So going back to what I learned in the big ideas, everyone has that burning why. Like, why do they want to do these things? Why am I posting on five different social media accounts every day? Why am I going to the gym every day? Like there is a reason why you're doing these things or why you have these big goals. So once you go back to that why and you you dig down deep, it's like, okay, I actually do want to do this, so I need to get up out of bed and go to the gym every day if that's what I want, if I want to gain 10 pounds of muscle or whatever that may be. So I think, again, going back to your why and being self-motivated is so much more important than finding ways to motivate you. I don't know. Does that make sense? Right.
0: No, yeah. no, no, I think it's, that makes
1: a lot of sense. Yeah,
0: finding the why to your what. Yeah. 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 I like that. So you mentioned that you like to travel.
1: I do. Where
0: where have you traveled and what's the best place you're, you've been and where's the best place that you're going to go soon?
1: Ooh, oh, and the worst. Your least favorite. Any <laughs> horror stories about traveling? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. I
2: got one. It's kind of <laughs> fig- it's going to piggyback on the best as well. But anyway, okay. um, so fortunately, my dad is from Venezuela, so I am half Venezuelan. So all of his family is um, in South America. Okay. So when I was one, which I remember so very well, that's weird. I don't remember I was. I don't know.
0: I was on board. I was like, weird, cool, yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, I went to Venezuela. Technically, I was there. Um, my dad almost dropped me from the Andes Mountains. Oh, (laughs) as a one-year-old. That's that is is a fun story. I guess I can tell that I I live live to tell the day. And
1: uh, even from the beginning, Hannah was doing great things.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but then um, I've been to Panama, the country. Um, Did you listen
0: to the song Panama by Van Halen while you were there? I have I not. A... Do you not know the
1: song? I don't. Oh, you okay, missed, the I missed the oh. opportunity. Oh, Panama. Okay, never mind. I know right. shocked. talking <laughs> about.
0: <laughs> it's an 80s song. We're good. <laughs> uh,
2: I'll have to look it up after.
0: Yeah, this. you got it. <laughs>
2: Uh, so Panama, that was a I I really, I really liked that trip. That was a lot of fun. That was probably the first one that I actually remember. Disney World um, in Florida a few times. Um, I just went to California in October. Um, Where we're in California? Los Angeles. It was for Enactus, actually. Oh, cool. cool. Um, and then I went to Spain uh, in Portugal. Uh, my aunt lives there, so that was, that was amazing. I would love to go back to Europe again and explore um hopefully in 2021 um and then i don't know if i'm missing any countries mexico um texas is
0: that another country no yeah <laughs> basically right yeah right <laughs>
2: um and then this summer i went to thailand with my sister oh cool um and that by far was the best trip i've ever been on um i highly recommend going to thailand Especially if, like, you're, like, a t- broke college student, that's, like, the cheapest area you could go mm-hmm. and the most incredible experience you will ever have in your life.
1: So, what was this story that was
2: oh, the worst? So, I don't know if any of our listeners here have been in the lovely Chicago airport. I'm um, <laughs> sure many of us have. It is, I think, the largest airport in the United States. Um, LAX and, and like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look it up. Right <laughs> um so we we traveled let's okay so let's just say I accidentally so I booked the flights and we were leaving Bangkok mind you we were in a different city which was about an 8 mm-hmm. hour um drive to Bangkok but we flew um and then realized, oh, our flight actually isn't until tomorrow. So, then we were in Bangkok, had to book a Airbnb for just one night. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that way we could go to the airport, I think, at like midnight and get on the plane and stuff by like 2 or something. And uh, so, we did that, which was a little bit frustrating just because we were like, okay, well, we just wasted a day just like trying to figure out traveling stuff and like whatever. And Whatever, we got over that portion of it, and then we're just ready to get on this flight and kind of get back home. Um, Because the flight is about, I think it was, I think this one was 19 hours, if not 21 hours. Yeah. Mm so It's a long flight. It's a very (laughs) long flight. Um, Yes. And, yeah, I don't know if you guys have had airplane food, but it is... Not the best. It is (laughs) god-awful. Like, I'm not a picky eater at all. I couldn't do it. (laughs) <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> but we get off of this uh 21-hour flight and we are in the Chicago O'Hare Airport and I have never seen a line so long for TSA. Oh god. Um, and our next flight was supposed to be in I believe two hours, and there was no way. If you saw really? this line, oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, no. Other people were like, my flight's in in, in 30 minutes. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Did
1: it it like made a you go through story. TSA oh.
0: again for after the flight? Or yeah, what? because
2: you just you have to go through customs for um, gotcha. yeah, entering okay. the United States again. So we're in this line for at least two hours, and we already got text messages saying our flights are delayed. Everyone in, in line said the flights are delayed. Yeah. This was because of an occurrence that happened at the in the morning. So this was at, like, I want to say 4 o'clock in the afternoon now. So yeah. we've been traveling. Kind of went back in time almost a day. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden we get through this line, through customs. We're like, okay, we have now another hour before our flight actually starts boarding. Let's go get some food because we're starving because the airplane food isn't, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Nope, don't do it. <laughs> um, and... Then all of a sudden we're getting another text message, hi, your flight just got delayed to 10 p.m. So now it's another four hours <laughs> before oh no. before we're boarding. Yeah. So now we're just like, okay, we need to get home. My sister actually had to go um, the next day. She was traveling to Banff mm-hmm. um, in Canada and all that kind of stuff, literally the next day. <laughs> and we're like, okay, we haven't slept in so long, like we were on this long flight Um, and so we go find just a hallway where we can sleep and there are so many people doing the same thing as us because it is just chaos in that airport. Everyone's flights are delayed. It is not just us. Right. No, everyone, thousands. (laughs) My sister wakes me up at, I want to say like 930. Our flight's at 1030. I was like, why did you wake me up? And she Mm. was like, our flight just got canceled completely. Completely. Oh, and so there's not we, another South Dakota flight, or Sioux Falls flight, until tomorrow afternoon.
1: No. Oh, no. <laughs> so did you get a hotel in Chicago or something, or did you go explore the city at all? Oh, or no. Just if we
2: want to, I don't know how we can add photos, but <laughs> you should have saw the airport. <laughs> there was, I'm not kidding you, probably thousand, at least a thousand, probably thousands of cots that they oh, rolled
1: out. Really? It
2: was nice, like, great, we have beds, I guess, but it was, but like...
1: Look like bad, bad 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 bed everywhere. Outside.
2: The entire airport just lines and rows of beds. That sounds like it was some, insane. like,
1: some giant. Apocalyptic. Like, apo- yeah, yeah, apocalyptic. Like, all the zombies are it outside. It was. Horde yourself into the, <laughs> right. the Chicago oh, airport. This it gets better. <laughs> it gets better.
2: So, we didn't get back and like into our because we tried figuring stuff out like maybe we can go to Minneapolis because we know people obviously in the Twin mm-hmm. Cities that can bring us back maybe like right. we want to get home yeah and we tried doing that we tried getting on the Minneapolis flight we did not unfortunately so we didn't end up getting into a cot until I want to say midnight <laughs> and got into two cots went to bed can't do anything about it went to bed all of a sudden, three and a half hours later, we are getting a wake up call, like no other. like it feels like a military drill. i I, I was like, oh my goodness yeah. i I could never do that. and they were waking, they were waking us up and like, everyone, we gotta clean up like morning here, like it's like it is not the morning like right. technically, it's am, but it is not the morning. Don't get it confused. Yeah. So um, yeah, and then we ended up uh getting onto a flight. Early, um, they had, we were on a waiting list for the one at 10 a.m., so we just found a new area to kind of sit and sat there for another six hours and...
1: That is crazy.
2: ...got home, and it was But awful. you were so happy
1: to see your cats in bed.
2: Oh, my gosh. It was, <laughs> yeah. So, I, if, if you can take anything away from this story, if you can avoid the Chicago <laughs> air, airport I would highly recommend you do so because that is not the first time that has happened. Why do you think they have thousands of cots ready? and prepared? <laughs> they were Because ready for it, it, right. they hate very good. Point <laughs> they must. That, that must quick. happen pretty often. I feel <laughs> like I don't know. Just a guess. So
0: Hannah, we got to wrap up pretty quick here, but I'll hit you with one last question. Um, as you're going into this big life change, you're graduating. Life is, you know, going to change. Are you happy?
2: That's a very broad question. Mm-hmm. I would say. Absolutely. I really am. I think the things I've done and like the things I've learned about myself within these last like year and a half even has been so tremendous to my own mental health and um, pursuing things that I care about and also not giving a crap about what other people think of me has been super huge and embracing everything that I am and everything that I'm doing and just doing Um, So, I would say right now, I am very happy where I'm at in my life and mentally.
1: Awesome. We're happy to hear it.
2: Thank you. Well, thank you for
0: joining us. Uh, Thank you. This was Hannah Perez here. Follow her on Instagram. Be her 1,800th and once follower. Like I said, I would
2: (laughs) so appreciate
0: (laughs) it. Shout outs. Uh, uh, Thanks for joining us. I'm Max.
1: I'm Melissa. And I'm Hannah.
0: Do it again. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Perfect. That's all we got for this week. See you later.